This week's episode of Greetings from Storybrooke is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash storybrook. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Again, that link is audibletrial.com slash storybrooke. I'm sorry, Henry. It makes sense for us to dream about the things we've lost and the things we hope for. Like your father being alive, or your mother coming to find you. But eventually, you'll find new things to dream about. Greetings from Storybrooke. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie DeSimone. And this is a podcast that lets the ocean hear you. Ooh. We also chat about Once Upon a Time. Tis I'm. I forgot about that. I distracted you with my uh, Your seashell show. <laughs> It was good, though. It was. It was pretty good. How are you doing, Anne-Marie? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> excellent. Excellent. And uh, yeah, we're, we're here, as usual, to talk about the latest episode of ABC's... Uh, Hit series. Hit series. It's a hit series. Hit series. Once upon a time. Uh, sorry, I, I looked at the numbers this from this week. Uh, I guess that's a spoiler for later Spo- on. <laughs> spoiler <laughs> alert. We're but, also a little hyper tonight. Pardon us. There's been a lot of coffee going on today. Yeah, definitely. Uh, just one thing we wanted to uh, address real quick up front here before we get into the epi- main episode discussion. It was brought to our attention that uh, some people uh, in the Once Upon a Time fan community uh, were, were going out there and uh, – you know, tweeting out to the creators and everything about the whole uh, Sleeping Warrior controversy. Or not controversy, but I guess this makes it controversial. <laughs> this does make it controversial. Uh, plot point. Basically saying, please don't introduce LGBT characters into the show and it, because it's supposed to be a family-friendly show. And and I I just thought it was really important for us to say up right here you know up front and I think it, this was pretty obvious from our right. discussion of it and everything but uh, we don't we don't think introducing LGBT characters into the show makes it unfamily friendly not in the slightest I, and uh, you know to to think like that it, it can, kind of feels a little backward and, and uh, you know we're not we're not pointing people out we're not naming names or we're anything. not we're starting not to... fights we're just stating our position yeah we just want to make sure everyone who listens to this podcast knows that. How we feel feel about those issues, and we're very supportive. <laughs> we're, extra- <laughs> of, we're very supportive of, yes. our, of, of our brothers and sisters in the gay community. And uh, y- you know, uh, if, if you don't like that, uh, sorry. sorry. It, it was great having you around. Uh, <laughs> maybe we'll, we'll see you on a round table or something. But you know, we just wanted to ma- make sure we didn't want to start any issues, but we wanted to make sure everyone knew where we came from when it came to that. And it's you know, stuff. it's a big topic, so. Mm-hmm. And we don't typically go, you know, the serious route, obviously. Yeah. But we just wanted to make it be known because it was only because mm-hmm. it was brought to our attention. Yeah. yeah people, uh, you know, uh, we got reached out to or they reached out to us saying that they were bothered by it and uh, asked if we could do anything to address it. And we thought this might be the best this way. This was the best, to go most 
PC, mm-hmm. <laughs> PC way to do it. Yeah, yeah. Just to you know, put out how we felt about it, and uh, you know, we we won't in any future interactions with anyone in the community. Uh, we won't we won't we be won't shy. bring it up or <laughs> well, I, I we mean, won't like we won't be shy about how jab. we feel about it. We, right. But again, we're not trying to start a war. We're either. not starting a war. Okay, so enough of the serious. Serious. Let's get into the episode discussion. You want to hit us up with that uh, episode summary, <clears throat> Anne Marie. We find out that Pan knew the Dark One beforehand. Then they had a fight and Pan went to Neverland. Emma and family look for a way out. Luckily, Neil leaves some coconuts about. A father and son steal some squid ink and dab it. But nothing saves Henry in this week's episode. Nasty habits. Nothing saves Henry. Isn't that what I said? Yeah, I think you said said Henry. But he was. I I haven't been reading very long, (laughs) so I apologize. No, that's fine. You kind of got thrown that right when you sat down to record. (laughs) I read it three minutes ago, and now here it is. So, uh, you know, just right up front, what'd you think of the episode? I loved it. You loved it? I loved it. I tweeted that I loved it this morning (laughs) because I was all but throwing violent things at the TV last night Mm because I had to work. Until approximately eleven. Throwing five. violent things or throwing things violently. There, there's a subtle both. difference. Throwing Probably violent both. things violently. <laughs> yes. I went. I went to the kitchen. I had a <laughs> knife. I looked at it. We had a moment. I put it back. Um, no, I tried for forty-five minutes to get it to replay, and I was having mm-hmm. some major technical difficulties. And while things were buffering, I was falling asleep, so it definitely wasn't working out. <laughs> Thankfully, I had it watched by eight fifteen this morning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But yeah, such it's a, amazing you. Oh, I, I, I really like. There was it not too. a down moment. It, it, it definitely. I, I think it, I, it. It really kind of solidified the. It, I, it felt like the, almost the end of the first act. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, of, of the Neverland this. story. Yeah, it, which means you know that we we got a lot of things addressed. Uh, it, it basically it seemed almost like a a checklist of things that needed addressed and things that we'll be addressing the rest of the season and done well. Mm-hmm. Because oh, yeah, a lot definitely. of times when we get our answer episodes, they're a little laggy, mm-hmm. especially flashback ones. I know you don't seem to feel that as much, but I sometimes do. Yeah, that sometimes the flashbacks are like murder, mm-hmm. but which is weird because I used to be. The one who was like flashbacks, more pretty dresses. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it was. You just kept going. Mm-hmm. I in fact watched it three times today. Nice. So a little. See, I, I only watched it twice. I, I feel like such a slacker now. You are a slacker. But it, one of the things that I thought was really, really interesting was the it, them really, you know, putting out on Front Street there the relationship between Pan and Rumple. And, uh, you know, basically a rough history of what went down. Oh, yeah. There. Definitely more to be said. But yeah. Yeah. But they basically kind of outlined that they knew each other when they were kids and something major went down. And then they're where we see them in this episode. Basically, they haven't seen each other. And well, they've had this is now their third interaction, basically. Yeah. Or that we've seen that. Well, third, like. Time the, the third era. The third of era Pan of their relationship. Pan has aged nothing. Rumble mm-hmm. getting up there. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that was that was fun. God, but, do you uh, have a theory? Yes, I do have a theory. Here, here's what I think is going to what the backstory is going to be. Okay. Basically, something that happens with Pan and Rumple when they're both kids, and they they make a plan to escape to Neverland together. How do they know about Neverland? 
Is this not part of the plan? I actually, it comes up a little bit later okay. I didn't in my read notes. It. Sorry, but uh, they make a plan to go to Neverland, and something happens to where a pan can go, but he has to. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Screw over Rumple. Yeah, screw. <laughs> Yes. I I was trying to think of a more genteel way to say it. I don't think there really was one. (laughs) And basically gets to Neverland uh, without him. And I think what he does to screw over Rumpel, I guess I'll say it again. Say it. Is he he makes his father, Rumpel's father, appear to be a coward. I'm thinking, one, that can tie things together. And two, it feeds into some other stuff I'll talk about. You have other stuff? I have other stuff to talk about in a minute concerning this uh, point G there. (laughs) You'll see. Reading ahead, reading ahead. Okay. Um, But yeah, yeah. But I I, I just, uh, that's my theory to what their backstory will be revealed to be. But I guess we'll see in the next few weeks. Yeah. You've been known to be wrong before. (laughs) I have. No news trucks. (laughs) Um, So... I know that Belle is a vision of Rumple, Dark One, because mm-hmm. he's really – he's not Rumple anymore. He's the Dark One. Yeah. Um, she's evil. I don't know if you notice. It's mm-hmm. – excuse me. It's all very subtle, but it's in her phrasing of things. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, the prophecy says that Henry will be the undoing. No, I yelled at the TV. <laughs> it says the boy. Currently, we are on an island with umpteen boys. <laughs> So I mean, I'm just well, saying. I, I mean, we've never had a hundred percent confirmation that the vision of Bell is actually a, a, a manifestation of Rumple's, you know, subconscious. Right. No, or we whatever. have, it, and that's why I'm saying. And then there was. Something I mean, we, she we, said we, that we, was very not nice. Oh, it was mm-hmm. at the end where she's like, "Look, you have something to live for now," but fully knowing that that means he's going to kill Henry. Yeah. And then he sends her away and the look comes over his face. Well, I mean, I mean we even saw in this episode that not even Rumple's uh kind of perception of, you know, his hallucinations or whatever can really be trusted because he mistakes Neil as one of those hallucinations. Exactly. So I I, I don't know and I I mean Overall, the bell scenes just feel like they needed to get some exposition done with Rumple, and they needed someone for him to talk to to do it. And she's perfect for that. But I, I do think it would be interesting if they kind of circled back around and made it a plot point. Maybe it's part of Pan's manipulation, or maybe see, I was thinking you know, that too. I some, was thinking someone above Pan. <laughs> you know? Oh, we can get into that one too. Yeah, yeah, that's um, more of a spoiler thing. Spoiler. <laughs> so this is you. But yeah, yeah you, actually, it's sort of the same thing. The, the the Bell episodes did did fall uh, kind of kind of flat. Seems, yes, but you know something I really did notice in this episode was Pan's uh, his real talent is his ability to manipulate people and mm-hmm. to he he, he doesn't trick people. Right, he, he gives them a hundred percent the truth and the facts and what's actually happening. Mm-hmm. But it, it lacks just enough context to where uh, he he can get he what can he wants. He can swing it how he wants it. Yeah, exactly. Like he does in this episode with uh with N- telling Neil about the curse and just vague enough just to enough. Ma- make him distrust Not the curse, the uh, prophecy or the prophecy. Yeah. Yeah, it, which I thought was very interesting. And how long does that squid ink last anyway? What, like fifteen minutes? No, I'm I'm going with maybe like two hours or yeah. so. It, it just didn't seem crazy long, it, but it did paralyze them, right? It paralyzed yeah. like they couldn't even. Yeah, like, and I know that's come up head. before. Uh, squid ink wasn't that uh, how they, was that how they got Cora? Um, because I know they found it in Rumple's cell right. in the castle last it's, season. Yeah. 
Um, I think it, it had to do with Cora. Yeah. It definitely had to. And, and he, he did say that a mermaid uh, retrieved it for him. <laughs> which uh, Oh, did he? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm wondering if maybe... That was actually one of my notes. Where mm. are the mermaids? <laughs> I'm like, if we're in the water, giant, where are the mermaids? But I, I'm wondering if maybe Rumpel's last trip to Neverland or something, maybe that's where he got that squid ink they used last season. Possibly, because I don't imagine squids are terribly common mm. in, you know. Especially Asian magical forms. squids. As, exactly. Well, I'd imagine they're all magical in this world. Huh, imagine magic. Um, okay. So the scenes between Rumpel and Neil are amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, it's the actors. It's the writing. It's the performance. Mm-hmm. There's emotion. There's raw emotion. And, you know, the the acting background in me just takes over watching those. And I mm-hmm. just, like, ooze jealousy of those scenes because they're just so intense. And that's just, like, a dream. Yeah, well, they all put me in mind of the scene in Neil's apartment between him and mm-hmm. Rumpel uh, from last year. I think, right. it, I think it was in Manhattan. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, just that one scene where they're talking and Rumpel's trying to convince him, you know, I could turn you back into a boy. We can go pick up right where we left off and everything. They had that kind of feeling to them. Yeah. Which is cool because we really haven't got to see that dynamic since Manhattan. Right. Well, they haven't really talked. Yeah. I, I think just once in the town when, uh, him and, or Rumpel and, uh, were Lacey were kicking. going around. They were <laughs> beating people. people. I forget. Was it, it whale? Was whale. They were, yeah. It was Dr. <laughs> were whale. Up. Bringing it back. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like I just love like you can tell that Neil surprised Rumple mm-hmm. with a his determination of no, really, I'll do whatever needs to be done to rescue my yeah. son. His knowledge and use of magic mm-hmm. because he's not magical, but he knows what and how to use it. Yeah. And my favorite really was oh, and Robin Hood's paid up to you basically. <laughs> I was like, that's good, and he didn't question it. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Yeah, it, it, it did seem, you know, uh, Neil was kind of a, uh, running around Rumpel a little bit. Rumpel mm-hmm. was just kind of like, what? What's yes. going on here? You know? Exactly. And I I loved the, well, if you want to prove to me that, you know, you're not going to do anything, give mm-hmm. me the dagger. I want the dagger. And really, that's that's what you ask for. Yeah, yeah. And, and Neil definitely knows, knows. He knows the buttons. He, he knows the score. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> uh, if anyone knows the score about Rumpelstiltskin and you know what what drives him and what can take him down it's his son you know for sure okay i one thing that i really kind of bothered me though was i really think neil should have trusted rumple and i i I I it made me think a little bit less of neil that he didn't for a couple of reasons one because i really think that if you know if he had that rumple would have followed through and you know given his life to save henry no problems now there's been some doubt introduced into it mainly because neil didn't have faith in his dad well, now that's what his- neil we know is is very hyper aware of the fact that he's living in a fairy tale and he knows what kind of story he's in so he knows that having faith in his dad would make his dad do great things that's the kind of story he's living in but his dad had no in. faith in him which we saw earlier because he didn't ask the question. And if he, he mm-hmm. said, if you'd have asked me, I'd have come home. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, he's got unresolved daddy issues. and This is true, but I mean, it, it's the difference between, you know, being a child and an adult a little bit, too. I, I mean, I, I could see that hurting and scarring a child, but after everything that Neil has lived through. <laughs> it, and he's point, never been proven good by his father. 
But I mean, since they they got back together, since they found each other again, he really hasn't given him a fair shot. I don't think either. And I, I mean, if there's no- been hundreds of years, yeah. But if nothing else, I think that he should have trusted Rumple just because Pan was trying to get him not to trust Rumple. And if Pan's as bad a guy as Neil and everyone else has said, why would you do anything that Pan want? You knew Pan wanted you to do, and it was very obvious that Pan wanted. Uh, this to happen for them to separate. And as soon as they did, guess who got Henry back? All right, I'll give you that one. Man. I'll give you that one. So I'm just saying, Neil, Neil, buddy, you let me down a little bit. As much as I like these scenes, let me down a little bit as a character. I, you should have been smarter than that. Team Neil. <laughs> um, so is the sleeping spell a sign of the Dark One? Like, how do you mean? Well, um, when Felix comes back... And it's like, you know, I lost Bay. It's like, why didn't you get him? He's like, I tried, but mm-hmm. the censors were down with a sleeping spell. And they're like, the dark one. It was, it was very Newman. Um, <laughs> I mean, and then he comes and uses it again, which also mm-hmm. confused me. Why did we knock Henry out? Well, I think it was just like a general blanket, like knock everyone out. But Pan wasn't could. knocked out. But Pan has some pretty powerful magic going on, too. I'm pretty sure that if Rumple would have like sent his magical powers and thought, don't get Henry. It wouldn't have gotten Henry. Well, yeah. No. Maybe he, he was trying to finish the job he started on that swing last season. Oh, <laughs> and this is why he shouldn't be trusted. <laughs> hey, he didn't finish. He didn't finish. <laughs> no, but something that actually uh, dealing with sleeping and dreaming and all of that that kind of occurred to me uh, it was They kind of addressed a little bit the nature of Neverland and Peter Pan himself in this episode. I Just a couple of lines that stuck out to me. Peter said that Neverland used to be a place where new dreams formed. When he's talking to Henry, he said mm-hmm. Neverland used to be a place where new dreams formed, and you can make it that again, Henry. And he also says in the flashback uh, that boys visited there in their dreams, and now he was bringing them physically, uh, there. physically there, where they could never leave. So I'm wondering if maybe Neverland isn't the land of dreams and maybe it, if maybe it's tied into the whole dream dimension that people put under sleeping curses go into like Aurora, like Aurora I said. I was about to say, but then you have three people on that island who have been there. Mm-hmm. Maybe they just haven't explored for, for far enough. Well, I, I mean, who knows? Maybe it might be the same land. Maybe since they're there in reality, their physical bodies and everything that it, it, it when they go to sleep, they don't travel there. Plus, we haven't really seen anybody... <laughs> sleep yeah no they really haven't slept in a very long time they're getting well Mm -hmm. no we saw them sleep in the first episode oh did we briefly it was a nap cat nap maybe but uh second episode um that also kind of makes me think because we had talked i think last week or the week before uh about you know the the last time aurora tried to find someone Mm -hmm. uh through that sleep dimension how she saw someone there who was was, too scary yeah too too scary. scary Which is making me think, tie back into my whole big bad, big bad over the big bad shadow. theories. <laughs> um, it's the shadow. Exactly. Exactly. But it, it also kind of made me wonder. Especially with the spoilers. Yes. Yes. Spoiler casting news. <laughs> but I, I, it also kind of made me wonder if, you know how the first season and a little bit the second season, but mostly the first season, it was aware, you slowly became aware of 
Rumpel's big master plan and how he was manipulating mm-hmm. all these events. Mm-hmm. It seems in this episode that Pan was really behind a lot of those events, like Bay being pulled away because this sowed the seeds, the major seeds for Bay's distrust of his dad, right. which eventually led to him falling through that hole right. into London. And, you know, then he also he, he says in this episode to Neil I, did you really leave here of your own volition or did I let you leave and right. aren't you back here like you never left? So if it wasn't for Pan, Henry would have never, be, never been, been born. born. So I'm wondering maybe you, you, Pan is I could be the big, 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 big bad. This? <laughs> but, you know, it seems everything that Rumpel did, Pan was probably actually behind <laughs> in the grand yeah. scheme of things, which is going to make it really interesting when they, they bring back in the whole uh, – you know, backstory between Rumple and Pan when they were boys. Yeah. Or whatever, that, too. And, and I'm really looking forward to next week's, just based on that preview. And that's all I'll say about that until we get there. <laughs> so, um, bye, Tank. It's been real. You never go in without an exit plan. <laughs> you think bye, Tank, or just... Uh, oh, no, she'll be back. But yeah. it was just like... And I thoroughly enjoyed Emma's struggle mm. to say, Tinkerbell. <laughs> oh, you can call me Tank. Yeah, not much better. Not much better. Yeah, but uh, that, but was, that was kind of a line that was repeated a few times over over, over yes. in this episode too. Uh, it, 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 pan to, and it all to comes nail. back to pan. It all came yeah. back to pan though, because mm-hmm. pan taught Neil and Neil taught Emma, mm-hmm. and pan must have taught Tink. I want to know that relationship because yeah, they he, trust each other. Well, well, the thing is, we haven't really seen them interact at all yet, at all. so it's it's hard to read that relationship, well, or like if it's, it's going to be like the traditional relationship. Well, it seems like it kind of will well, be. Well, it seems very Although traditional. Although maybe uh, if, Tank, if Tank had a crush on Peter, though, that would be kind of creepy considering she's like twice his age. <laughs> no, she's not no, that she's old. she's not. She's not that old. No. She's like 10 years older than him, though. He's like 17, so that's kind of creepy. It's not that creepy, dude. But um, <laughs> it, it is sort of in the traditional because if she gets along with Pan, but she also gets along with Hook. I and mean, she did work for Hook a bit mm-hmm. in the classic tale. So I don't know, but bye, Tink. See you soon. We shall see. We shall uh, see. Also, uh, th- thanks to Tink, uh, we have it officially 100% confirmed uh, on screen, not just in a tweet from one of the creators, that Greg and Tamara are as dead as dead can be. I believe it was subtly referenced that, you know, bones were picked there clean. There was a lot of blood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So basically, uh, they're dead. We might see. I, I mean, I'm sure they could always bring back Greg's shadow or something if they wanted to. I don't see why they would. I don't would. see what's he going to really. know. Especially if they, if they made a point to say in episode, oh, yeah, his body was torn to bits. There wasn't anything there <laughs> worthwhile. So rip uh, Greg and Tamara. You were your plot point that's probably best gone. D- dead in the ground. Yeah. Dead <laughs> and decayed. So the car- coconut star map. I thought you were going to say carcass. I was like, we just covered that. <laughs> <laughs> no, the coconut star map. How cool was that? That was pretty cool. That was really cool. But those cave drawings can't be nothing. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that. Which um, we did get listener feedback after I, which I will be addressing, I believe, on the, the interwebs, correct? Mm-hmm. That addressed it a bit. Yeah. But just to bring it in now, um, yeah, they were very specific, and I felt they were showing very specific things mm-hmm. um, that, of course, I didn't get a chance to slow motion through on my three watches. <laughs> but 
I want to I want to explore that more. Yeah, well, it, I, that seems almost like it might be something fun to come back to throughout the rest of the season. Oh yeah, because I know, uh, a, and so, some listeners out there, I know, I know there are a lot of people who like ones who like comics. If if you remember the series Fifty Two from a few years back, oh for the love. Uh, basically, in the first episode of Fifty Two, at the end of the issue, they go into. Uh, a, a, basically a, a laboratory or a little a hideout place of this guy named Rip Hunter. And there's these two chalkboards with all sorts of events written on them. And over the course of the series, you see all those events play out and how they tie in together and everything. Mm. So I, I'm guessing maybe the cave walls might end up being something like that. Uh, Rip Hunter's chalkboards is what they were in 52. Uh, yeah. But, you know, just something that foreshadowed a lot of stuff, but it's not really apparent until you see that stuff happen actually right. in the show. So that could be pretty interesting. And uh, it'll also be interesting to see if the coconut star maps are what gets them home. Well, especially after Pan says to, excuse me, Neil, that yeah. he let him go. Yeah, that uh, or basically implied that he let him implied go. Implied that he let him go, but that could just be messing with his head. They, in that also could just be because Pan seems very ego driven, and that could be him, even Pan lying to himself to kind of. Like, I didn't, I let you go, but I yeah. brought you back. I could have stopped you if I wanted to, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Yeah, sent Felix after you. Okay, so something Pan says at the end here, I, I was just uh, wondering if, if mm-hmm. what you think about it. He said the game is about to change. Yeah. How? I don't know, but he said he was going to like reset everything. Mm-hmm. So has he forgotten the other players in the game <laughs> a little bit? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure those those players are involved. Um, uh, also, sort of with that. Mm-hmm. Um where did Neil go at the end? Is he with like trapped by Lost Boys, or was he like sent away? Because if so, that makes it more of a game. I I had a feeling they were kind of sending him away. They were just like, and, and I they might have said it blatantly in the episode, and I just I missed for, it, yeah. and I missed it. But it seemed like they were taking him out, you know, far away out from into where a they field were, blindfolded, <laughs> yeah, spun basically. around twelve times, and, and then letting him go. It's like uh, initiation. Sorry. Mm. <sighs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, I, I, I'm wondering what what they mean. I, I'm, I'm assuming it probably has something to do with the fact that Henry has kind of officially joined up with the Lost Boys. With his now. horrible dancing. Yeah, yeah. It, that seemed like a really sudden shift too. Even though he's been there with them for a couple episodes now, mm-hmm. it seemed like no, I'm not going to. No, I'm not going to. Okay. Oh, I heard this pretty music. Let me dance. Oh, wait a second. I had a dream that my dad was coming to save me and he wasn't. Oh, well, I guess I'll be evil now. Why are they all assuming he's dead? I know he was shot. I know he mm-hmm. fell through a portal. Well, guess what? All of you went through a stinking portal. Most Not of you- all of them were shot. No, but he's a survivor. He survived mm-hmm. how many hundreds of years on his own? And a portal's going to lead somewhere. Yeah. I mean, unless there are realms that are completely and 300% uninhabited, mm-hmm. somebody's going to see them. <laughs> so, I don't know. That really bothers me mm-hmm. that no one thinks he can survive. Ex- I mean, they may have not have thought, you know, he'd be in Neverland, mm-hmm. but thinking he's dead, I think that's just unreasonable. I don't know. Maybe maybe if he had a little faith in his dad, other people would have a little faith in him. That's all I'm so saying. So Swanfire. Um, <laughs> Swanfire. <laughs> I knew the moment I saw him, I never stopped loving him. <gasps> Swoon. Temporary. Temporary. No. 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 Swanfire. But didn't she also kind of admit that it, it was kind of, it, it wasn't a short she thing. She thinks he's dead. Well, I mean, even, 
didn't she kind of say that she was mad about that that she hadn't stopped loving him and the and that i i i felt like she kind of felt like they didn't have a hundred percent chance of making it even if he had survived because you know as far as she thinks he's dead I didn't get that impression. And I, I thought, got a I th- I thought it was really nice when Hook, you know, comforted her and everything was like, you know, it's like, me and Bay knew each other. So. I'm going to leave my choice words <laughs> at the door because they're not acceptable on this podcast. But you know what they are. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm, I'm aware. I'm aware. <laughs> I have a team. I, how did, you know, I thought you were putting that in the dock. How did our whole uh, shipping war shake out? I didn't get to count it because I had to get ready for work. Hold on. Let me count. But it, I think it was in my favor. I'm pretty sure it was in Swanfire favor. Okay, so we just took a second for Anne-Marie to tally up uh, the votes here. And uh, we have it uh, 16 Swanfire. Swanfire! And 10 Captain Swan. And one option number three. And one option number three, <laughs> which was neither or both or something. Neither. We had a neither but, and a both, so. <laughs> you know, I, I'm really disappointed in all of you out there for not voting for Captain Swan, Swanfire. which is obviously my preferred shipping t- choice. Swanfire. I don't know. I guess we'll we'll talk about it a little bit once we get into the news section here. Swanfire. Let's talk about it in a minute. But overall, let's see here. I didn't even think about a random... Or, say it out loud. Go! Coconuts. Okay, yes. It's <laughs> usually his thing. Out of 17 coconuts, how many coconuts would you give this episode? 16 and one star. 16 and one star. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because it was phenomenal, but there's always room for improvement. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, 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 I would, I would uh, agree with that estimation. It, it was definitely 16 or 16 and a half coconuts. Oh. Guaranteed. Uh, a very strong episode, mm-hmm. a lot of good stuff, and made me really excited for what comes next, too. Which yeah, is it, exactly. It's nice to have that build up. And y'all need to be telling your friends because, well, mm-hmm. news. We'll get to that in a minute. But first off, uh, we want to thank Audible for sponsoring this week's episode of the show. And uh, <laughs> for, for you, the listeners of Greetings from Storybrooke, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out the service. Now, this is great because you can throw it on your iPhone, your Zoom. You can listen to it on, on your computer. I believe they have a you web player. You can listen to it on Coconuts. Possibly even on coconuts. I think you would have to hook them up to a potato for a battery or something. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, we always like to uh, give you a recommendation. And uh, this week, my recommendation is The Power of Myth, programs one through six with Joseph Campbell and Bill Moyers. Uh, now, this is something, how I was saying earlier, Neil knows what kind of story he's in. There is basically one, it's called the monomyth, that all stories are based from. It's also called the hero's journey. And this, uh, the power of myth, uh, it, the guy who kind of coined the phrase and coined the, the you know, the, the plot, there, you know, kind of broke out and studied the plot of the hero's journey, Joseph Campbell. It's a really in-depth interview with him about that whole process. So if you're interested in storytelling, how it fit, how fairy tales fit into how we see the human experience, definitely recommend it. I am going to go a little more light and fluffy for you. <laughs> yeah, mine was a little lacking. You were really like her. <laughs> um, I'm, and it was really hard. I wanted to find a Pied Piper 
but they were all just really me. Mm-hmm. But I did find Once Upon a Time Tales. Yeah, you which, know what? That is one thing. We never even addressed the whole Peter Pan being Pied Piper thing. It was the double piece. Yeah. It was making somebody be another character and mm-hmm. having it not just Rumple be everybody. Yeah. I think that's what I saw from it. <laughs> and scene. Um, but Once Upon a Time Tales has Beauty and the Beast, mm-hmm. Tom Thumb. Hmm, we haven't met him yet. Nope. Little Red Riding Hood. Three Little Bears. Well, the Three Bears, whatever. Rumpelstiltskin, waha, uh, Peter Rabbit, and many other classics. Like uh, like Emma and Neil knock over a convenience store? That that old fairy Why, tale? Why, yes. That is a fantastic fairy tale. <laughs> no, Once but, Upon a Charm bracelet. No. Sounds really good. And the uh, the links to both of those recommendations will be in our show notes at greetingsfromstorybrook.com. <laughs> and if you want to download one of those or any book of your choice, really, for your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash storybrook. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash storybrook for your free audiobook. Oh, we don't mention this a lot, but you can also, if you want to, just go to greetingsfromstorybrook.com. There's a banner right at the top of the website. Oh, yeah. That you can just click through there, and we get credit for that too. So, if you want to uh, try, while it out. you're at the website, exactly. get the podcast, <laughs> leaving the feedback, give a little clicky, 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 get a free audiobook. Uh, and we want to thank Audible, thank you, Audible, uh, and uh, for uh, sponsoring this week's episode of Greetings from Storybrook. Now. On to the news. News. Okay, first the ratings, as always. Okay, and I'm going to read uh, this straight from Entertainment Weekly's website. Even with Fox's animation block and repeats, CBS and ABC Entertainment shows were all pretty low, with only Once Upon a Time managing a mere 2.0 rating among adults 18 to 49. Series low for the fantasy hit. How are we at a series low? I don't know. It's doing like it's so good. Well, I mean, they they kind of imply here too that it, it, everything was we down, the, yeah, across Maybe the board. There so. was football. Oh, uh, don't start football. Mis- power to the football, but not when it's <laughs> against my wants. Yeah, like, but I mean, that kind of explains. But we were the hot. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, we were the highest of the non-sports. N- shows which i think has been pretty consistent it has been very consistent so when making the choice people are at least choosing Mm -hmm. once and i'd imagine once you know dvr numbers are released in the next day or two it'll probably bump it up like it has been doing the past it has and it's been bumping it substantially Mm -hmm. because you know you got the husband watching the football and you got the wife not being able to watch her once Mm -hmm. and then they sit down together tuesday night and watch it it's a beautiful (laughs) thing (sighs) okay so you had some uh there was a couple, yeah, of, a couple casting. of casting announcements yes. here. Um, this one was sent to us by, forgive me if I mess up your name, Michael Lucero. 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 Like, yeah. um, we have Rumpel's father. Mm. And he has been cast just recently. The Dark One's Daddy. The, da- <laughs> the Dark One's Daddy. The Dark Daddy. <laughs> well, on my website. And Nobody it is says. British actor Stephen Lord. Stephen Lord. I'm not sure if I know I'm him not from familiar. Anything. The side-by-side doesn't look very related to me so i'm no, sure but he might look clo- uh steven lord might look closer to the whoever they get to play little rumple little rumple a little rumple he's <laughs> little like a rumple. rap star little rumple <laughs> um 
No, but uh, it should be interesting. Should be good. And uh, this was actually part of the reason uh, that uh, that theory kind of came to me that I mentioned earlier because yeah. I knew that we were getting Rumpel's dad at some point this season, so I'd assume we were going to see why he was a coward. It's actually very soon. I feel like mm-hmm. everything I keep hearing is like episode six. Like episode six seems like it's going to be monumental. Mm-hmm. So if you're not so watching that's two episodes, that's, no, right. yeah, because this was four. Yeah, Halloween. Halloween. Halloween episode. Like, last like, year's Halloween episode was pretty major, too. We found out who Dr. Whale was. And right. Yeah. So maybe that's well, – it kind of works. Cora called her zombies. <laughs> called her zombies. Um, but yeah, that sort of makes sense then. Yeah, but that, uh, because the I think other we'll ca- get mermaids then, too. Sorry. The yes. other casting news was actually way more exciting. Excited. <laughs> so more exciting. And I can't believe they just like randomly released this in the middle of the week. Mm-hmm. Dude, Marilyn Manson is going to be the shadow. Yes. How awesome is that? Like, it's just the voice, Mm -hmm. but he has the perfect creepy, scary nightmare voice. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, uh, when I heard this, what popped into my head was his cover of uh, This is Halloween. Oh, I don't know that one. Nightmare Before Christmas because they it, it kind of they kind of kept the instrumentation kind of the same to where it's kind of like nice and innocent and sing songy tender loveling everywhere <laughs> and it's wonderful it's wonderful I, I I I will say I have seen way more of Marilyn Manson than I ever wanted to didn't you see him in concert I did see him in concert and well anybody who knows about <laughs> yeah. Marilyn Manson concerts know you will always see more of him than you should yeah but I I am very excited to see him on Once Upon a Time that should hear that, him. Hear him on Once Upon a Time. It's better than seeing him on Once Upon a Time. Then so. it wouldn't be a favorite Although show. Although it, it is kind of funny that, that uh, he, he's he's on Once this season and his ex-girlfriend, yes, Rose McGowan. Yes, that's what I pointed out. I was like, we had there. Rose McGowan last season and mm. now he's on. Maybe there was like something in her you know, contract. They couldn't be on the same time. Were they married? I don't know if they were or not. They were I, together for a while. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm pretty sure they're not together anymore. Because no, no, I remember no. researching no, no, no. Rose when she was going to be playing um, young Cora, and uh, no, seeing that they were not together anymore. They were together during the shiny mm. '90s, as I like to call them, <laughs> when everything had like mm. glitter and sequins. The McG '90s. The McG '90s. <laughs> AKA no, the, the, this should be cool. And he's basically voicing, he's voicing the shadow, kind of the power behind Neverland. Right? Yeah, I think so. I just yeah, knew that it said he was going to be the show. There wasn't much to it. Mm-hmm. It was they confirmed it to Rolling Stone, and everybody took Rolling okay, Stone so and spin, spun it. Basic, basically, he's going to be voicing that shadow, Peter Shadow, mm-hmm. that we've seen flying around. Okay, yeah. So. So that's why that him be being the big bad would be phenomenal. Have you have you have you ever has that you ever gotten the impression that maybe that shadow is pulling the the boy around versus the boy pulling the shadow around? Yes. A little bit, yeah. Well, I think that would be perfect for in the dream world. Well, that's also kind of why I think that maybe Rumpel's shadow is eventually going to betray him somehow, too. Yeah, I that whole Rumpel shadow thing. It, it feels like the shadows are kind of that's not necessarily working for their masters. No, not at all. We'll see. Rumpel sent his shadow away. Mm-hmm. He's like, go, scamper But with free. the dagger. Yeah, that was dumb. Yeah. I very. It was smart. If if shadows are as autonomous as it seems, like maybe maybe it was dumb. Right. Uh, but if finally, uh, let's see. I would like to mention that all these will be up on the website, greensomestorybook dot com, in the show notes. Uh, finally, we do have the promo for this uh, coming upcoming episode. What do huh. you have to say about this? 
I love Young mm. Captain Hook. Yeah, Young Captain Hook. Though looks, it is kind of funny watching the same. There's action. a flying pirate ship, there's, which is there's fun. Almost always a flying pirate ship. It's Peter Pan. Well, I, 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 Neverland. It was it was good to finally see in the show. Yes, and it appears that it might be the ship that. Young Hook was on back in the day. Right. And, all, he and has, we learn about how he, he becomes – well, we know how he becomes mm-hmm. Hook, but how he becomes a pirate. Yeah, and it looks like he might have had sort of a run-in with Peter Pan somewhere along the way yes. too. And also he's totally making out with Emma Swan in this. That's all I'm going to say. And, and uh, Charmaine's like, stay away from my daughter, which I thought was kind of funny. And then obviously the response from Hook would be uh, – Swanfire. No, 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 would be. I'm going to tell everyone about your your infected cut. Oh, um, yeah. But, but yeah, yeah. Which we have yet to address in two episodes. <laughs> so let's just go there real quick for a moment. Mm-hmm. Charming, dude, just tell them. I can definitely see where he's coming from because he, he doesn't want to take the attention. Well, he but... he kind of figures he's 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 dead already. So better to just you know be silent and stoic about it and push through and try and save his grandson before he kicks it. So I, do you think I, they're really gonna ki- like kill him off? I don't know. I I I think if honestly they, at this point I wouldn't be surprised if they do kill. Him. Well, the thing is, Pan said that you won't have grandparents. I think. Yeah, I think that was the exact line. You won't have He'll, your basically that he'd be an orphan. Well, well, the uh, but I, I I believe he specifically mentioned taking out the grandparents. So if they kill Charming, they're going to kill figure out some way to kill Snow too cuz I I don't see those two I just oh, because of what's happening off No, just because of what's happening off, off screen, screen, I don't see one of those two dying and the other one staying on the show. Plus what uh Mary Margaret was saying this episode about how I don't know how I could go on. But I don't know how the show can go on without like they're the eh. I I th- I think that definitely they've been you know the impetuous for the show up until this point, but I th- I think definitely by the time the Neverland arc wraps it it could it could be moving to a place where you know Emma really becomes well I mean Emma's always been the driving force for the show but I I mean she might end up becoming Swan the fire. she might be end up becoming the driving <laughs> force for the plot as well where right, before she's kind of just been there to facilitate the plot and you know step in as the savior in a couple of uh, extreme instances. We'll see. But we shall see. Yeah, but they're totally making out. So Captain uh, Swan coming next week to a screen near you. Bleh. Okay, now we should get into some le- listener feedback, of which there was much, a lot of it concerning the shipping, yes. the shipping issue. But uh, if you want to leave us feedback, we always love hearing from you, especially right after the episode's aired. You can email us, greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com. You can tweet us, at GF Storybrook. Our Facebook is facebook.com slash greetings from Storybrook. Oh, we're very active over there. We've been very active over we, on the Facebook. Which is fun. I, 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 I love you just, you popping over know, every now and then? Yeah, I just pop in, uh, you know, throughout the workday, and I'm like, oh, someone left a comment. Yay. I, you know. He really does do the yay. <laughs> I do. Uh, and then... Uh, voicemail. Voicemail, which we love, 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 and guarantees you a spot on the show, which we didn't get any of this week. Wah, wah, Boo. Wah. But uh, it's 424-274-2352. That's 424-274-2352. And first off, why don't you read this epic tweet we got? Had an epic tweet. Like, we were just sitting there. We're just like, that is amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is from at Fee. Which is at PH and then six E's. Um, otherwise known as Joanne McCaw- or McNaught. 
McConnell. McConnell. Sorry. Hey, didn't she write the letter last week or was that for Wonderland? I don't remember. Possibly. Okay. Anyway, (laughs) Neil and Emma's story involves a crime he committed in Phoenix, which is where she did time. Their ship name is a bird and fire. Phoenix is a mythical fire bird that burns out and rises from the ashes. Swan fire will rise from the ashes and burn on forever. (laughs) This was epic and it almost turned me over to the Swan Fire crowd. <laughs> that was phenomenal. It, it was great. It was so well thought out. We loved it. And we, you know, we just immediately when it came through, we we pulled it aside. Copy and paste. Actually, the screenshot was 17 minutes after it was posted <laughs> that we sent over to the email. So we would definitely have it. Okay. And uh, I wanted, and especially because uh, if you didn't know we're doing a podcast just on Wonderland, uh, it's coming through on this feed, but it's also uh, coming through. Uh, through on iTunes and everything as Greetings from Wonderland. But we have a guest on every week. And this week, our guest is going to be my old college roommate, uh, Jason George, JG. And uh, he he actually uh, wrote a comment in on uh, the Facebooks. Yeah, on the Facebooks this week. And he said, uh, just generally talking about this week's episode, great episode. I don't understand Rumpel's war paint, though. You're not alone. The Lost Boys remind me of the children of the corn, especially Felix. Like any minute I expected him to say, Outlander, we have your woman. Except in this case, it would be son. I, uh, and then hashtag Swanfire forever. <laughs> or for, forever. 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 He was copying me. That's cool. <laughs> no, but I, 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 I did read this earlier today. And when I was rewatching the episode this evening, I noticed that ba- basically I, it was a mask. He felt he had to look like a monster monster in order to have the strength to face pan so he was putting the paint on as a mask it was kind of it was said halfway between bell and halfway between him right but that was the basic gist of it yeah is that why it needed to be in all caps and red <laughs> well I, I just wanted to differentiate it from his message but and we're gonna uh very much enjoy having jg on the wonderland podcast good. this weekend so shall i uh, speaking of uh here's our guest from, from this, this past, past weekend when? when okay hi bill and am Lo- whoa scrolling too quickly I uh, loved everything in this one. Looks like Rumple, like Regina, is getting permanently sidelined to the enemy zone. Whatever small steps these two take towards redemption aren't fully appreciated. Since Henry has the heart of the truest believer, perhaps he can be the one who believes in them when all others have fallen short. A scene that I found funny was when Rumple brought home some king's crown for Bay. <laughs> hilarious should we have recognized it it would it would be great if he got it from a character that we know or will meet i will say that i really love daddy rumple daddy rumple's in, hilarious. in this episode just because it he, he he's he's early enough into the the whole dark one thing that he's he's not like you know precious and cute and he doesn't have his gimmick set up yet so he's just kind of awkward he's trying and, and then he's trying to like impress his son while not letting him out of the house hilarious um uh, it would be great if he got that from a character we know or will meet. Rumble reminded me of Dad, who went on a business trip and forgot to get his kid a present. <laughs> so he went through his suitcase and find some crappy work-related object to hand out, like a ballpoint pen. Or a knife. Or a knife. <laughs> uh, just with Rumble, his job swag choices are more interesting. Lastly, Emma admitted she loves Neil. Woohoo! As a member of Team Swanfire, I'd like to know how your Twitter shipping poll turned out. In our favor, win. But unfortunately, reality doesn't look like it will be so kind to you of the swan fire persuasion. Oh, get over it. It's like a fever dream. I'm sticking with it's a fever Captain dream. Captain Swan. Calling it right now. 
Neil gets off sometime in the next couple episodes, hooks there to pick up the pieces. Like, off in front of them. Killed. Done. By Neil. I want to cry. <laughs> He's like my favorite character. You now. will. And you'll also want to cry when Emma and Hook get married. <gasps> oh. Nothing makes you cry like a wedding. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Okay, and we also got a letter from Allison this week, but we were afraid it was going to make us run a little long, and it was a little long, but it was really good, so we wanted to address it. it Team Anne-Marie. It will be on the blog <laughs> later this week with a response from Anne-Marie herself, so keep an eye out from that. Allison, sorry we didn't get to it, but it'll be there uh, on greetingsfromstorybrook.com in, in the next few days. Uh, like we said, if you want to email us, uh, the email is at gre- or greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com. The Twitter is at GF Storybrook. Facebook is Facebook.com slash greetings from Storybrook. And voicemail, which we love and prefer. And please, please, please voicemail us. 424-274-2352. And we love when you go and review us on iTunes as well. And yes. we'll read it on the show. I haven't actually checked it today. I did. There was only the same ones. We haven't okay. had a review in a very long time. Yeah. In you fact, know, I don't think many of you have actually done the reviewing. You may have yeah. done the stars, but give us a little write-up. If, if you haven't reviewed it yet, just uh, go over there and do it. If you don't have iTunes installed, install it. Review. Uninstall. <laughs> Simple as that. Okay. Uh, well, is there anything else you'd like to add? Oh, I'll probably think of something after we're done. But Where can this... people find you, maybe? Oh, maybe. Be... Well, you didn't. Normally, you say that. Well, I was waiting to see if there was any errata you wanted to get to before we exited. Nah, again, I'll, I'm, go- I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Um, you can find me on Twitter at AMDSimone. Sorry mm-hmm. if I get loud. I talk loud on there. <laughs> Bye, and uh, you can find me. I, I'm at Bill Meeks. I'm also I'm putting out an audiobook of my novel that's going to be out around December 17th. You can get information about the audiobook slash podcast or the novel at dogboyadventures.com. I found a cover artist this week. He's awesome. It's going to be great. Okay. Well, I think that's about it. So that's, that wraps up another episode. I guess we'll be back on Saturday for Saturday our, night with JG for our new episode of the Wonderland podcast. Holla. But uh, okay. So until next time. Until next time. <laughs> don't say that. I say that. You did <laughs> that last got, week. You did well, that's because you week. delayed. I was ready to wrap it up. Until next time. Greetings, Greetings from, from Storybrooke. Storybrooke.